0: Generally, those of us who travel fast, we eat fast. Those of us who eat fast, we type fast. Those of us who type fast, we speak fast. Those of us who speak fast, we leave fast, right? It's like, it's a habit. Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose. This episode is all about the five things to never do in a rush and slowing down in 2020. So I really feel that our focus and addiction to speed and doing things instantly is what is creating so many issues in our lives, in our bodies, in our minds, in our relationships. Right. Now don't get me wrong. I love speed, right? Fast cars are great. Wi-Fi is better than dial-up, right? Faster flights are better than longer flights, obviously. Food delivery services, I have nothing nothing against them. They help me out so much when my wife is not around and she's travelling. But Gandhi said that there is more to life than increasing its speed. And I think that if you've been feeling that life has been really fast lately and if you've been feeling that life has been really pushing you lately and that 2019 has been full of pressure and stress and it's just been fast, 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 fast. There's been too much information, right? You're overwhelmed. There's been too much going on, right? You're overwhelmed. There's too many things happening all at the same time and they're all moving really fast. If you've been experiencing that, then this podcast is going to help you when we focus on the things to never do in a rush and slow down, it doesn't mean that we don't achieve as much. If you think about it, when you're driving and you're taking a corner, you slow down. When you're going around a bend, when you're approaching a unknown area, when you're driving over speed bumps, you slow down. Because guess what? If you keep going really, really fast over a speed bump, what's going to happen? You're going to damage your car. You're definitely going to damage your car. If you go really, really fast around a corner, you may feel like you're in the fast and furious, so you may feel like you're in driving a Formula One car, but guess what? You may lose control and it may cause an accident and not only hurt you, but hurt other people you care for and other people you don't even know. Now, if you're in an unknown area or an unknown highway, if you're driving really, really fast, you're running the risk of something unexpected happening right? This happens to so many people. I know so many people when they drive in India and you're driving in India, you think it's a clear road and all of a sudden you see cows, you see dogs, you see all these animals walking across the street. It's like, what is happening here, right? I remember the first time I saw that when I was a young kid and I was really like, wow, the cars stop here for cows to cross the road, right? It's not a zebra crossing, it's a cow crossing, and, and it literally happens right in front of your eyes and you're wondering if this is even reality or whether you're watching Jumanji or, you know, watching, watching a movie or something right now that's going on. But the point being that when you go around a bend, when you go over a speed bump, when you're in an unknown area, you go slower. Now, do you think that going slower reduces your chances of getting to your destination? No. Do you think that going slower makes you less efficient, effective, and productive? No. Do you think that going slower makes you weak, a loser, or wrong? No, right? You realize that when you're going around a bend and you go slower, you're being smart. You realize when you're going for an unknown area, an unknown road, that going slower means you're safer. You realize that when you're going over speed bumps, that when you slow down, you're actually increasing the longevity and sustainability of your car. And none of these times do you see going slower as a weakness, as slower as a weaker mindset, as going slower as less productive, effective, or efficient. But in our lives, in our busy, hectic, overwhelming lives, we see slowing down as a mistake. We see slowing down as a weakness. We see slowing down as a failure. We see slowing down as pathetic sometimes. We think, wow, if I need to slow down, everyone else is going so fast. Like, oh my God, they're doing so much. How can I not do so much, right? Have you ever felt that pressure? Be honest, I've felt that pressure. I feel that pressure. Oh, if I slow down, like everyone's gonna get ahead of me, right? That's how you think. That's how we're trained to think. But slowing down, not doing things in a rush, giving yourself space and time can actually lead to the birth of more creativity, better creativity and some of your best work. I know that since I left being a monk, I've probably spent about three weeks to 30 days, different amounts of time, but roughly around those amounts of times spending time in India, uh, meditating, being with monks, going on spiritual retreats. And as I was building my work and my career and time started to be less and less available in my life. Like I always had something important to go to. And every year when it comes to this time, I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking, wow, I can't believe that I'm going on a meditation retreat again. I've got so much to do And I've got so many things I could be doing, and you know, my, my my mind is always trying to trick me from slowing down and saying you've got so much to do. Like when you come back, you're gonna have so much more to do. Just you don't need it this year. And your mind's trying to get you out of doing what's really good for you. But I've noticed that when I've slowed down, when I've taken space and time, when I've focused on my meditation, when I've stopped being in a rush, when I've pressed pause. When I've realized that, like Gandhi said, there's more to life than increasing its speed, I've realized I've created my best work. I've realized I've been in the best zone. I've been in the best mindset. And I've been able to do it again and again and again. So now I've convinced myself that whenever I go on a break, I actually come back stronger. I actually come back stronger. I don't come back weaker. And I want you to realize that today is that when you press pause this holiday, when you decide that you no longer want to be in a rush or a hectic schedule or slow down, that you'll be able to give more. Let's take a really basic example. Let's look at a day where you scheduled way too many meetings, right? How many of you have ever done that? I have done that so many times, right? You've scheduled way too many meetings. Now, what's happening? You're really having a meaningful connection. This meeting's already going 30 minutes over, and now you're going oh, wow, now I'm going to be late for that next meeting, but I really want to stay here. And now you're in anxiety and now you're not listening to that person at all and you're actually losing connection. Now you're running outside, jumping into a car, Uber, train, whatever it is, walking, off to your next meeting. You come late to your next meeting. You apologize for being late. You're now worried that that's affecting the quality of this meeting, right? You're worried about the quality of this meeting. So you're trying to get to the point quicker. So you had to cut out the connection. You had to cut out talking about anything human. You had to cut out asking that person about their family or whatever it was. Or maybe you asked them and now you're late for the next meeting. And now you're rushing to the next meeting. Do you think that that day was more productive or less productive? You may actually say it was more productive, but let me ask you a follow-up question. Was it more effective or was it less effective? See, you can be highly productive, but less effective at the same time. And sometimes you can be less productive, but more effective. So sometimes you're very productive, you're getting a lot done, right? You're getting a lot done. But we don't want to just get a lot done, we want to be effective. So we have to measure our productivity against our effectiveness. And I think about that all the time, that we try and get more done in a day, but we actually end up getting less done and we do it less well. And we all know what that leads to is not the best results. So I really want to focus today on why slowing down, why pressing pause, why giving yourself more space and time to think and do what gives you peace and do what gives you calm actually allows you to be more effective, more productive, and give more in the long term. I know that when I switch off, I'm able to switch on better. It's like your your phone needs to be charged, your laptop needs to be charged, right? Right? If all your tabs are open all the time, how fast can your computer be if you don't give it a break, if you don't let it slow down, if all your screens are always open on your phone, what happens? It slows down. So here's the interesting thing that actually when you take on more than you can handle, you're forced to slow down. Why do we fall ill? We fall ill because that's our body and mind forcing us to slow down because that's what you need. Why do you fall asleep when you meditate? Because that's your body and mind forcing you to slow down because you won't. So the funny thing is, is that if we don't choose to intentionally and consciously slow down and stop being in a rush, your body and mind force you to do that anyway. And when they force you to do that, it's even worse because now you have to get better again and heal again. So you actually end up wasting more time But actually, if you took that time for yourself, you would have been able to control and master and train yourself to be as effective and productive as you like. So what I want to focus on today, of course, are these five things to never do in a rush because they're a good place of training the habit. See, doing things quickly or slowly or completely and deeply is all about a habit. Generally, those of us who travel fast we eat fast. Those of us who eat fast, we type fast. Those of us who type fast, we speak fast. Those of us who speak fast, we leave fast, right? It's like, it's a habit. If you're used to doing everything fast, you do everything fast, right? It's not like you can go from fast to slow that often. And you'll notice that in your own lives. So one of the first things to never do in a rush and getting ready to slow down for 2020 is making big decisions, You don't want to make big decisions in a rush. There's a reason why a big decision should be made in a rush, because it needs time. And what we usually do is we fill our days up with small, insignificant decisions, which we do make in a rush, and then we get something known as decision fatigue, where you're so tired to make the big decision, so now you make the big decision in a rush. So the reason why we actually make big decisions in a rush is because we're making all these little decisions every single day and we're tiring ourselves out. So we actually lose energy to make the bigger decisions in our life. This is why slowing down is so important because if you're making lots of insignificant decisions every day very quickly, those insignificant decisions take energy and add up. And now that leaks over into your big decisions right? It now starts impacting your bigger decisions. So decision fatigue is such an important thing to think about. So what I'd love for you to do in 2020 is I want you to start thinking like what insignificant decisions can you actually remove from your day-to-day life? See things like thinking like, well, what shall I eat for lunch? What should I eat for dinner? What should I wear today? If you can start removing them, From your life, And those are usually the decisions that force you into a rush. If you don't make them in advance, if you haven't made them on the weekend, meal plans for the week ahead, clothes the night before, if you haven't figured that out, you are setting yourself up for decision fatigue. You're setting yourself up to make your decisions in a rush, right? So these are things to never do in a rush. We're building that habit. We're training that muscle. There may be other things you do in a rush, but I want to start with these five habits because they're going to set you up for success in 2020. The second thing is never give away your trust in a rush. Just don't give away your trust. Trust takes time to build like a bridge. You don't trust it on day one, right? When they're building a bridge between two cities, the first day they build it, they first test it right? You don't just say, okay, well, now we built this bridge. It's now open to the public. Anyone can come here and drive over this bridge as many times as they like, right? That doesn't happen. You don't do that. And why don't you do that? Because it needs to be tested. You need to proof test it. You need to qualify that this is a safe place. You need quality assurance. You need to check that the nuts and bolts are right. And and before a car even is driven over it with people, it's probably checked tons of times. Right? So when they're building a bridge, and trust is like building a bridge, it needs to be built with patience, it needs to be built with time, and then it needs to be tested. And as it's tested, it's more trusted, right? As it's tested, it's more trusted. As it's more trusted, then more and more trust continues to build until it builds up a reputation, Right? If something is regularly trusted, it builds up a reputation for being trustworthy. You know, we have this thing about where we want to trust people immediately. It's very binary. It's like, okay, I didn't trust this person two seconds ago, but now I really trust them, right? Or I don't want to trust this person or I trust them completely. We see it's very binary rather than a bridge is not like, oh, it wasn't safe and now it's safe. It has layers of safety through to trust, security through to reputation. And real trust is, can you say what you truly feel to that person and they will take the time to understand you, connect with you, connect with what's important to you, value you, right? That's what real trust is. Trust is that person value your confidentiality. How do you know that by having one conversation with them? Trust is, can I trust that person will be there for me? Can I trust that that person understands me? Can I trust that that person will protect my privacy, right? These are big questions that you don't find out on day one. So as you notice, we even rush these massive areas of our lives and we all know how how difficult and dangerous that can be when we do that. Now, point number three is another thing never to do in a rush is judge someone's character. And I really mean this. Sometimes you see someone at their complete worst, right? You meet someone at their complete worst and you make a judgment about them. And then someone else sees them at their complete best and they make a judgment about them. Now you come together and you're both sharing your versions of these people. You're like, oh, they were really nice to me. I really like them. And the other person's like, no, I don't like them at all. Now who's right? The truth is neither actually are right because you only saw them in a snapshot. So you can't really judge someone's character immediately. It's just not possible. This actually happens a lot in LA and Hollywood where I live, where people will say, oh, well, you met that person or I know that you're friends with this person. What are they like? And, And I try not to have an opinion on someone's character unless I've spent actual quality time with them. And if I've spent quality time with them, then I'm able to say things like, yes, I believe they're a good person and they're great and they're wonderful. And then someone else has spent an hour with them or met them for 10 minutes and has a negative judgment about them, which again is just, you know, not true and not possible to make that judgment. So we have to be very careful how we make judgments of someone's character versus an experience or an event, right? Just as if you were on your worst behavior and you were having the worst day, would you want someone to have a full opinion about that? Would you want someone to form their opinion of you based on that one instance? Similarly, let's not do that for other people. Now, point number four is a really, really important and interesting one. Another thing to not do in a rush is eat your food, right? Don't eat your food in a rush. Now, this is a really crazy one. And I really recommend next time you're at dinner with someone, be observant of who finishes first and be observant of who finishes last. And be observant of where you sit on that spectrum. I'm, I'm not telling you to watch people while they eat, where I kind of am, but you get the point, right? It's for a reason. But really look at that. Because you'll find that sometimes you, I, and I realized this in myself, I developed a really bad habit of eating really, really fast. And it came from eating at my desk. It came from being... Actually, I'll tell you where it really came from. It came came from being embarrassed uh, at school dinners when all my friends would have school dinners and I would have a packed lunch. And so I would eat my lunch very quickly because I was embarrassed for whatever reason because I was a bully when I was growing up, et cetera. I was bullied for the food I ate as well because I ate different food to the people at my school. And for whatever reason, kids, kids could be mean. So they were eating school dinners and I had a packed lunch because my mom would make me lunch. And so I'd get bullied for that. And so I used to eat my lunch very quickly so people wouldn't see what I have for lunch. And then it's funny, you you don't think about this stuff until you reflect. And then I realized that in the workplace, that habit just stayed and I was always eating lunch at my desk because that's how the corporate world worked, where I was eating lunch at my desk, I was doing work while I was eating. And so again, I was not single-tasking, I was not focusing on one thing at a time. And then very recently, I started to notice that when I went out to dinner and stuff, I was eating quicker than everyone and I wanted to train myself out of that habit. Why? Because if you're eating fast, not only is it bad for your mind and your habits, it's also really bad for your indigestion, right? When you eat your food really, really fast, it doesn't digest well. And WebMD states that most Americans eat too fast. And as a result, they take in too many calories. It takes around like 20 minutes from the time you take your first bite for the brain to send out signals of fullness, when you eat slowly, the brain has more time, so therefore you eat less calories. Whereas when you eat quickly, you end up eating more calories because the brain doesn't have time to tell you you're full. How many of you have experienced this? When you eat slowly, you may actually eat less because your brain actually had time to tell you you're full. But when you eat fast, your brain can only tell you very late. By that time, you're full already. How many of you have experienced this in your own life? And anything that we do fast, it doesn't digest well right? A thought needs to be reflected on, ruminated on, you know, introspected on for it to really land. That's like digesting, just as the same way food needs to be digested, a thought needs to be digested, right? But when we have things fast and we do things quickly, we don't have time to digest them and we don't think about the negative effects. It's one of the biggest causes of things like acid reflux, bloating, gas in the stomach, right? Simply by eating fast, that one thing could change how you feel. How many of you don't feel great after eating a meal, right? And a lot of that could be the pace at which you're eating. Something as simple as the pace at which you eat could make a huge, huge difference. And so for so many people, that can be one of the most debilitating things is that they're eating too fast. And there are multiple methods of eating slower. One of them is chewing your foods and counting how many times you chew. So you may bite a piece of food or chew a piece of food 16 times. Now you may say, well, that's a lot. Didn't know it could do that. But you're just making it easier for your stomach to digest. You're slowing you down. It's mindful eating. So you may count each time you chew to the count of 16. If you can't do 16, try eight. But most of us do two or three or four and then gulp. And then your stomach has to do all the hard work, right? It's like giving your... It's like giving somebody work for you a huge task to do, but not breaking it down with them or for them. When you don't break it down with them, they're now having to deal with all of this. And then they're throwing it back up to you like acid reflux. Sorry to describe this so vividly, but it's true. It happens to each and every single one of us. So that's another thing to slow down. And the fifth and final thing to not do in a rush in 2020 is think you know someone, right? When we're young, we decide someone's like our best friend forever in like a second, right? Even in our teenage years. And that person almost changes every week. We have a new profile picture with a new person. But you're literally deciding whether someone's your BFF in like a second. Now, listen to this carefully. A study by the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships recently calculated on average This is mind-blowing. This is really, really important stuff. Write this down. That it takes about 50 hours of time with someone before you can consider them a casual friend. 50 hours of time with someone before you consider them a casual friend. Now listen to this. 90 hours before you become real friends and 200 hours to become truly close. I want you to think about for a moment the people in your life that you consider are close to you, and ask yourself, how much quality time are you spending with them? So let me repeat that again. It takes about 50 hours of time with someone before you consider them a casual friend, 90 hours before you become real friends, and 200 hours till you become really, really close. So when you're forming new relationships, realize that it takes time and effectiveness, and we need to slow down our pace sometimes to give it that time, to really be meaningful, to really be powerful, to really be something that's going to last, that's going to be a value. So these are the five things to never do in a rush and slowing down and making space for 2020. Remember, I'm not against doing things fast. If you're going to release a video, test it fast. If you're going to start a blog, test it fast. If you want to find a personal trainer, do it fast. If If you want to make decisions like that, make them quickly, get them going. But there are certain areas of our life, if you're feeling too much speed, if you're one of those people that's overworking, overwhelmed, doing way too many things, then realize that to continue to do that, you have to sharpen the saw. And there's that famous story of two woodcutters. Both the woodcutters go out. The first woodcutter on day one cuts down 10 trees. The second woodcutter cuts down 10 trees. The second day... The first woodcutter cuts down ten trees again. The second woodcutter only cuts down eight trees. The third day, the first woodcutter cuts down ten trees again. And the the second woodcutter cuts down six trees. And the fourth day, the first woodcutter actually cuts down twelve trees. And the second woodcutter cuts down four trees. The second woodcutter goes up to the first woodcutter and goes, what are you doing differently? Like, how is it that we started at the same level and now it's changed and we have similar physicalities and we, we, we cut for a similar amount of time. And the first woodcutter says, every evening when you're watching Netflix, <laughs> right, when you're watching a TV show, the woodcutter says, I'm sharpening my saw, I'm sharpening the axe.'" right? I'm investing my time in growing and sharpening. That's the key. That's what slowing down is for. It's for sharpening. It's not for being lazy. It's not for being complacent. It's for pausing. It's for pausing. Your phone needs to recharge every night. Your laptop needs to recharge. Everything needs to recharge. Are you giving yourself space time and effort to recharge? That's really the questions. So the five things to never do in a rush are make big decisions, number one. Two, give away your trust. Three, judge someone's character. Four, eat your food. And five, think you know someone. These will protect you. These will help you. These will support you. And these will be the building blocks of developing the muscle and the habit slowing down setting the right pace and remember that slow is different for people too when i tell you to slow down that doesn't mean you need to take a year off at your own pace in your own time that's what speed is for me speed is working at the you know i've really like working at a pace where I'm still in love with what I'm doing, if I'm finding myself not in love with what I'm doing and loving learning and loving failing and loving making mistakes, then that's when I need to slow down. That's when I know that I need to press pause. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am so grateful to each and every one of you. This is the last episode of 2019 that's mind-blowing. Next time you listen to me, it will be 2020, it's been an incredible journey with you. And I can only promise you one thing 2020 is going to take the podcast to another level. I've got so many more exciting surprises in store, so much new content, so many more incredible guests, and so many more episodes just like this where me and you get to connect deeper and get to know each other better. Thank you so much for being a subscriber to On Purpose in 2019. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being a reviewer. If you haven't left a review, please leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Have an incredible holiday season wonderful wishes sending and positive vibes sending towards you for the new year 2020 is going to be our year i'll see you there